The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Send your son so that we may live, so that we may become like him who came and died for us. Oh, we thank you for your unspeakable gift. And we pray that as your gift blesses our lives in multiple dimensions, we may be vehicles and instruments in your hands to bless others. To the end, O oh Lord our God, that your kingdom may prosper and your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Christmas is for giving. Christmas is for giving. One of the things we learn about giving is that it is not just for the body. You see, if you, if you look at um, um, for f- everything for 50, yes. You see, the people we are excited. Somebody's buying plasma TV for 50. Ah, <laughs> that's a windfall. Yes. But you see, as powerful an impact that is, that shows practical love, we cannot end it there. Mm-mm. Because that's why Jesus said, what shall it profit a man if he shall what? Gain the whole world and lose his soul. And so we must not only give for the pleasure, for the satisfaction, for the entertainment, for the enjoyment of the body. We must also reach out to the soul and the spirit. Because unless we do that, we will be no other than moralists just dispensing good and hoping that that will account for their good in due course. You know, I always say about people who trust in their works, you know, sometimes even the church can deceive us into trusting in our works. You know, a, 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 a. A guy goes out in the morning, you know, a, a, a careless Okada man bashes him in his expensive new car, and he's very angry. It's not at the Okada man. It's because he's a tither, and such things shouldn't be happening to... Eh. So what is the foundation of his faith and security? That he's a... Eh, eh. So sometimes, you see, we, we promote works without meaning to. 
so that people no longer have confidence in the grace of God that qualifies the unqualifiable. You see, you need to understand what Jesus came here. You and I need to understand what Jesus came here to do so that we will see that as the main objective of our giving. See, when I extend to you care, compassion, love, it's so that through it, you can see the love of who? Christ, yes. If that isn't there, then that's mere religion. I was telling them in London, I said, yes, hand over Christmas turkeys, hand over all these things. They're wonderful. The society appreciates you, government appreciates you for it. But are they being saved? Are they being saved? Or they eat all the turkey and go to hell? That's not the idea. That is not the idea. It is not goodness for goodness sake. It's goodness for the kingdom of God. It's goodness that will lead people into the kingdom of God. And we must be very careful about that. Because you see, we are agents of the kingdom of God. We are the voices, the hands, the eyes, the legs that God is going to use to bring people into the kingdom of God. The reason why uh, uh, hospitality and charity are powerful tokens is that they open the door to the heart of man. Okay? Uh, 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 let us say a, a man has a, a son. He doesn't have money to pay his school fees. And then he comes to you and you say, okay, how much is it? It's okay, here is it. The next time you say, do you mind coming to church? Hmm. Yeah, I will come. Ah, is that your money that brought him? And now he can hear. That's the whole idea. It's not just to bless people for blessing's sake. And then they go to hell. What good? What good? And so we must remember those who provided God with tools to touch the soul. Tools to touch the soul. It's not just salvation for the body. It's salvation for the total man. And so it's important for us to look at some of the people that God used to touch our lives at Christmas. You know, let us take two people, Joseph and Mary. So come with me. Let us take the story of Joseph. So you, you and I can look at what he gave so that what you and I have in Christ can be possible. Come with me to Matthew chapter 1. Because we must reach out with those qualities that bring about true change in the lives of people. The Bible says in verse 18, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privily. 
But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, shall bring forth a son, they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife and knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. What did Joseph bring into our gift? The most precious gift that you and I will ever receive. The gift that blesses us in time and blesses us in what? Eternity. The gift that will continue to bless us all the way into eternity. You know, when you think about the gift, I was, I was speaking the other day about the eternal priesthood of the saints. You see, you cannot begin to imagine what this means, the eternal priesthood of the saints. Because, you see, we are priests not by, by, by the order of men. The priests on earth in the Bible were Levites of the Levitical order. But their priesthood does not continue. But the priesthood to which we belong is according to the order of uh, Melchizedek. Melchizedek, without father, without mother, without beginning and without uh, end. An endless priesthood. And in that priesthood, our high priest is not seated somewhere on earth. He is seated in the temple where? In heaven. At the right hand of Almighty God himself. And it is to that priesthood that we belong because of the gift. But do you know that some people made it possible? Some people made it possible. Take a look at Joseph. Do you know that Joseph is an unusual man? The couple that came to give testimony. Did you hear the man's prayer? He said there will be no strange man in this marriage. And there will be no strange woman in this marriage. Did you hear the prayer? Or you are not listening? Yes. Can you imagine being betrothed to uh, 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 having a fiancé? You know? And one day you look at her tummy. Uh oh, what's going on? He said, My dear, there is something I want to tell you. I'm pregnant. But before you think anything, no. this pregnancy is by the uh, Holy Ghost. Okay, now tell me how you would respond. Is that so? Holy Ghost made you pregnant. Then go to Holy Ghost to Abio. <laughs> yes. You cannot begin to imagine what Joseph brought to this gift. 
And the Bible says he was a gentleman because he, he knew that if he had exposed Mary, it would be a death sentence. According to the law, if, you, if a girl gets pregnant in her father's house, she will be stoned to death. So Joseph was thinking about a way to, to handle this, to, to protect her, but he was not going to have anything more to do with her. And then he dreams. And then an angel comes and says, Joseph, Mary is right, oh, that pregnancy is by the Holy Ghost. Now, when you wake up, what will you say? The girl is a witch. She has gone and now entered into serious witchcraft. Because, you see, he's now come to be speaking to me in a dream, you see? Serious witchcraft. You know? But that's not the only thing that Joseph brought into this. The Bible says when he woke up, when he woke up, he realized that this must be God. Do you know that if you don't hear God, you cannot give the right gift so that what the purposes of God can be fulfilled through your life. You wouldn't have the, the qualities to give God so that he can use it. So what did Joseph reveal here? He revealed a spiritual perception. A man that could discern the voice of who? Yes. Do you know many people don't know what it means to discern the voice of God? Because you see, when a man can discern the voice of God, whatever that voice tells you, that's what you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whatever he tells you, that's what you do. Joseph awoke from his sleep and did exactly as the angel spoke to him. But you know, that's not where his challenge ended. They said he did not touch Mary for nine months. Wow. How many people can do that? You have married the girl, okay? And she's staying in your house because if she didn't stay, they would stone her to death. And then you don't touch her for nine months. That's why you and I need to understand the fruit of the spirit. Because you see, we must bring that fruit so that God can change people's uh, lives. We must produce fruit and present it as a gift of life so that when the people see that love, that joy, that peace, that patience, when they see that goodness, when they see that gentleness, when they see that faithfulness, when they see that meekness, when they see that self-control, Joseph had unbelievable self-control. Unbelievable self-control. And you know what self-control is about. There are many people, the couple testified, say we have fought. Yes. And I always tell people, when, when couples quarrel, it's lack of uh, self-control. And can you imagine if you are witnessing to people, okay, and you are telling them, Jesus saves, Jesus saves, and one day they come to your house and they're, they're seeing, boo, 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 you know, both of you with gloves, Mike Tyson versus uh, Evander Holyfield. Yes. They will say, whoa, hmm. 
Me and when I go to church, I know it rich like this. <laughs> you know? You and I need to understand that when we give people material gifts for the satisfaction and blessing of their body, we must provide spiritual gifts too. And this we must manifest as fruit of the spirit. Because you see, those are two of the things that changes people's lives. I'm sure you read that uh, story about the, the, the new preacher that came to town, you know, and, and rode a bus in, in uh, uh, um, Alabama. And, the, and, the, and the, he came and paid, and the driver gave him, over, over gave, gave him extra change of 25 cents. Okay? So, when the preacher was leaving the bus... He turned around and said, you overpaid me, 25 cents. He said, oh, really? He did it deliberately. He did it deliberately to test whether the man is a, a thief. Mm-hmm. A thief. You see, if he had taken that thing, the driver would have gone down. Nobody should go to that church. <laughs> you, see? you see, you and I should understand that Christmas is a time for really bringing out the nature of Christ. Because the fruit of the Spirit is the nature of Christ. Okay? It's not just about food. No, it's the nature of Christ. Now, let us begin with love. Do you know that many people don't know what love is? Because some people think that love is feeling. I told them that love is not just feeling. Love that is feeling in love. But love is a choice. It's a choice. You know? And that's what people are going to be blessed with. You see? Okay, you, 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 you gave me a, a, a pair of shoes. And then you invited me to come and help you uh, do some house cleaning. I didn't come. Then the next time I came, I said, can you also give me a shirt? He said, please. Please. You know, I gave you shoes. You didn't come to help me clean. And you want me to also give you shirt. Yes. You see, when you decide to love people, then it doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter what they don't do. Yes. So you already decided to love them. And so you, it's important for you and I to know that Christmas is a time to show people love. And not every one of them will be grateful. Not every one of them will be grateful. Not every one of them will be appreciative. But we see, this: whether they respond positively or they respond negatively, we must continue to show them the love of Christ. You see? And that's what is going to bring them to Christ. That is what is going to make them say there must be there's something more than the gift this man is bringing here. Because we have to bring them to Christ. We don't just have to feed their bodies. Love is a choice. And one of the things that you and I need to know about love is that without humility, you can't show love. The reason is because you have to give up your own rights. Jesus said, whosoever will come after me, let him first, what? Deny himself. You have to give up your own rights and then serve others. You know, our Lord Jesus Christ taught us that when you love people, you serve them. You serve them. 
and you do for them the greatest good all the time and you never do them evil. Many people don't understand love. When you love people, you do them the greatest good that you can and you never do evil to them. And so, you see, when you understand love and you begin to show love and you begin to love people around you, you will be amazed that when you give them a tract, they will take it from you. They will take it from you. When you always do them good and you never do them evil, and that, it doesn't matter what they're doing to you yourself, it doesn't matter how they're responding, then you and I can begin to reveal to them the love of Christ. Because that's what the gift is supposed to bring, to show people the love of Christ. That Jesus Christ left the comfort of heaven and became flesh and came and died so that you and I may live. So it is important to know that Christmas is a time for giving and it's a time to show the love of Christ to the world. To make sacrifices, not just sacrifices in terms of material things, but time, patience, care, humility, service, so that they can see the love of Christ in our lives. So giving should not be restricted only to material things. And the other thing that we see there, you know, in the fruit of the Spirit is joy. You know, people who spread joy everywhere they go. They themselves may not particularly have reason to rejoice, but they always bring joy. They always put a smile on people's faces. And you see, that's why some people cannot witness. They cannot witness because they say, Jesus Christ came to save you. They say, well, let him clear this your face first. <laughs> Let him help clear this your face the way it is. You know? You know, some people are so full of joy that when, once they enter a place, they lift the mood of uh, everybody. Yes, they lighten their load. You know, they, they, they help them see it differently. You know? And that's why sometimes you have to say to people, don't, 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 don't you know that however bad something is, it can still be what? Worse. Yes, it can still be worse. And that's why you need to rejoice and praise God, you know, and bless the Lord and thank him, you know. Like someone said, he said, he said, every time what makes people unhappy are the things they don't have. And the reason why they're unhappy is because they haven't thought about all the things they Oh, yes. <laughs> they haven't thought about all the things they have, you know. They're always complaining about the ones they don't have. See them all screwed up, all hissing, and, you know, what's the matter, you know? I've been praying for this, thing, you know? It's over six months now. Said, but do you know some people have died in that six months? <laughs> so they don't have to bother about the thing anymore. They are dead, you know? And so we, you and I need to, 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 to learn to, to live a joyful life because that's infectious. It's going to bring people to Christ particularly at a time like this when many people are, are worried that they, they cannot have turkey, they cannot have a chicken, they cannot have this. People always talking about the things they cannot have. You know, oh, you know, somebody said to me, oh, you know, um, we, we used to travel every, every Christmas. Now we can't afford it. Things are so bad. I said some people have never traveled before. 
They have never even seen the inside of a, a plane. No. If the plane is red or blue, they don't know. They only see it uh, passing in the air. Yes. You know? So, so, so all those things that make us look glum and, and very unhappy, we need to release them so that we can impact people's lives. Because, you see, even if you, 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 you give them everything they need for their material comfort, but they end up in hell, that is a disaster. That is an unmitigated uh, disaster. And then, you know, people test that peace. You know what the Bible calls peace in, uh, in uh, Philippians chapter 4? It said, it is the peace of God that passes what? Do you know why? It defies reason that this man, you know, is supposed to pay one million naira tomorrow and he doesn't have 100 naira today. And he went to bed and slept from 6 o'clock till 6 o'clock. Now, how can you sleep? <laughs> how can you sleep? <laughs> There's no way I can sleep with such a thing. No. <laughs> sleep. When tomorrow, you know, they'll come and collect everything here. How can you sleep? They call it the peace of God. That passes what? <laughs> Understanding. Can you imagine if an unbeliever knew this matter? You know, and he came to your house at 8 o'clock. They say you are snoring. He says it's not possible. Go and show me. Come and show me the man. I know what he's in, inside. He comes. <clears throat> he take a Valium. He says, no, you know they take Valium. <laughs> I've been doctor, give him injection. <laughs> you know. And then he has to come to you and say, nah, tell me what is the secret to this peace you see what is the secret to this peace do you know that that is a better gift than giving him a loaf of bread to show him the secret to peace so that it doesn't matter your world i tell people you see you cannot help your world going up and down you know sometimes it goes up sometimes it goes down but you don't have to go with it at all though you can be watching it too, like everybody's watching it. <laughs> it will go up, it will go down, it will go up, you go down. You, you are still where? Yes, so always on the mountain. Always on the mountain with God. You know, now when you finish going down, you can uh, uh, come up again. It is called the peace of God that passes uh, understanding. And it is based on the fact that God, he knows all things. So he, he knew that this world, this my world, is going to go down. Okay? And so I will watch it with him, and I will watch it go down, and I will watch it uh, come up again. You see, it's called a quiet confidence in God. Quiet confidence in God. Knowing that you serve an all-knowing God, and an unbeliever will give the world to have that that. Because even people who have one quarter of such problems, they can't even sleep. They can't even sleep. And so when you, when you demonstrate, reveal the peace of Christ, the peace of God that passes on the, all, all understanding, people are brought to Christ. It's not just about the material things you give them. They are brought to Christ, particularly the people who know you and who know, 
who knew what you went through or what you are going through, they have to say to themselves, I need what this fellow has. I need what he has. And that's the message of Christmas, to, to give people the Christ of Christmas so that they will realize that life is more than material. Life is much more than material. And that we need him to go through life successfully. And now you know, you know the, 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 one of the most difficult things to give people. Patience. Patience. You know, I'm sure many of the uh, mothers and housewives know this, that their, their domestic helps. If you tell a domestic help that your madam is born again, some of them will say, madam is born again? In that case, I am Pope Francis. I am Pope Francis. Because you see, the smallest thing, madam will be shouting. Yes, smallest thing. There's one lady. The house girls only spent three, three months. Three, three months. She's looking for another one. I said, what happened to the last one? She said, she's daft. <laughs> They're all daft. I said to her, they don't have PhD like you. You see, if they have PhD, they won't be house girls. Yes. You know, patience. You know, and then you come and give that girl a tract. Madam, I beg, make you read them yourself. <laughs> now, you say, we need uh, all these tracts. <laughs> you know? Because, you see, he cannot see patience. Cannot see patience. Many people, by the time they finish, they cannot give tract. They can't. They cannot give tract. Who will, who will you give? The man that you were shouting at two minutes ago, you cannot give him. Now he won't read. Patience. You know, patience is a, a very tough thing to, to develop. And, and I want to show you what James said about that. You know, come with me to James chapter 1. Because James really had it very well explained for us. You know, James chapter 1. My brethren, verse 2 says, Count it all joy when you fall into diverse uh, trials, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Yes. So all those troubles, you know, all those challenges, they are designed to make you an I patient. You know, Pastor Elton used to tell us that um, when you are a young Christian and you have a need and you pray that God will say to Angel Michael, send somebody quickly to answer them. You know, but after you have been a Christian for a while, then you take your cue. There are young Christians that need to be attended to. <laughs> So now, something that you used to pray, after one week, they've already uh, answered you. Now you are six months and counting. And nobody's... Then, then, you, then, then they're telling you that Angel Michael, mm, he's in Russia answering people. <laughs> he, the, the, he will not come to Nigeria in another six months. So you still have to... Eh, you still have to wait. You know, There are many people who can't wait. They can't, we can't wait. They can't wait. 
The Bible says every trial is designed to teach us to wait. You know? And you see, when you have patience with people, okay, so they broke one tumbler today. You went and brought it again. You replaced it. Then they broke it next week, a week after. Hmm. If you break it again, oh, if you break it again, you are going to buy it. I will remove it from your salary. And then three weeks later, they break another one. Then the day you pay them, you remove monies. I was about my money. Now for that tumbler where you break. <laughs> but anyway, read this tract. <laughs> you will go to heaven. <laughs> Madam, if I reach that heaven, if I see your leg, I go cut them. <laughs> Patience is very powerful tool in communicating the gospel to people. You know, particularly if you have dealings with direct dealings with them, and you're so patient with them, and, 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 and you forgive them. You know, when you're patient with people and you forgive them, uh, you, 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 you turn their lives around. Do you know that many people don't understand Christian forgiveness? You know, the, some people think that Christian forgiveness means that... Um, Okay, you, 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 you say, okay, don't worry. Don't worry. No, Christian forgiveness is not don't worry. Christian forgiveness is when you forgive people, it's as if they didn't do it all. Uh, that girl that is breaking her tumbler every week, you know, when you say you're forgiving her, it's as if she hasn't broken any tumbler. And when you say that, some people say, when she has already broken 10, <laughs> how can I pretend that she's not breaking any? Say, so you're not pretending. You're forgiving her. See, when you forgive sin, there's no record of it. When God forgives sin, there's no record of it. There is no record of it. And you see, when you can't find the record, then you treat the person as if they have not uh, done anything wrong. But do you know that people, you and I, we, we always struggle with that thing. Because you see, when somebody now steps on your toes, say, huh. Remember, you know, two weeks ago, you remember? When my leg was under the chair, you, 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 you stepped on it. Hmm. But that wasn't the only uh, thing. You didn't know that four weeks ago, that time we were going uh, uh, to, to visit uh, Sister Bola. You stepped on it again. I, I don't even know whether you don't have a... Uh, at all. See, forgiveness, it doesn't keep a record of... Uh, have you seen these people? Every time they're listing all the things you've done wrong. You know, there's one lady, you know, she, she, she was telling me about her children and all the things they've done wrong. Then she opened her bag. She bring out one paper. You see, this one, in, 19, in 1985, this is what he did wrong. This is the letter of apology he wrote. He, he showed me several pieces of paper. I said, okay, madam, do you know what you are going to do? Bring all this paper. Let us burn them. He said, ah, you destroyed the evidence. <laughs> <laughs> but you see when you are keeping evidence can you give tract say madam destroy your evidence first before I can read your tract you know patience forgiveness by the time that you give it as a gift to people daily if you invite them to prayer they will come they will come you know, so it's, it's not, it's not, it's not a, a, a just spreading gifts 
to make them happy in the, in the flesh or in the natural. They have to be spiritually happy because you have given them something that money cannot uh, buy. Yes, you know, love, peace, patience. Patience are people who die to their own pain. They die to their own anxieties. They die to their own pressures. And they bring out good and give another person. You know, they have their own, but they hide, they put it away and deal as if that person has done nothing. You know that anybody watching you doing that from the side, anything you ask them to do, they will do. They will tell you, I can read your own tract, but this fellow, mm, don't bring anything to me. Yes. So I can read from you. If you bring, I will read. If you invite me, I will come. But this man, no, no. Or this lady, mm -mm, mm -mm. So it's important to understand that we need the fruit of the Spirit to reach out to people at Christmas so that they will see the Christ in us. The transformation that Christ has brought in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience. The next one is goodness and kindness. See, that is, that, is, um, that is what we are doing in bringing gifts. You know, you know, they say goodness and kindness. They are the tools of friendship. What did the Bible say? A man that always brings gifts, he does not lack what? Friends. Yes, everybody is a friend to a man that brings gifts. Okay? And goodness and kindness is thinking for people the thoughts they would have thought for themselves. I'll give you a simple example. Say I came here today, I didn't wear a tie, or I wore a purple tie. Ah, and you look at me and say, Choy, this doctor, how can he put purple on uh, blue? And then you, without solicitation, you just go, don't bring tie, this one is okay. <laughs> without solicitation. You go and give, bring him a tie. See, you, you see a man with a need. You don't say anything to him. You just bring it. That is goodness. You know, seeing your need. And I'm not waiting for you to ask me. I'm not waiting for you to tell me. I just meet that need. You know, and that's how people know there is a God in uh, who answers prayers. Through goodness and kindness, we bring the reality of God into the lives of people. You know, somebody did something to you. I, I, I was in a, in a teaching seminar in Onicha some years ago. And I was telling a group of uh, elderly women that it was, it was around Christmas. So all these quarrels you're having. Because it, all, a lot of these women have quarrels, you know, and they have gangs and camps in the church. And I told them that, look, this is Christmas. Buy two, uh, five or six tubers of yam. Take a chicken like we do in Ibuland over Christmas and take it to their house. That person you have not been talking to for one year. Take it to their house. And then tell them that this is something you brought for them for Christmas. One lady notched another one said, this thing is saying will work. <laughs> that is it. Because you see, when in spite of 
the quarrel, the, the misunderstanding. You bring a gift to reveal the goodness in your heart concerning them. You melt the people. You melt them. You, you break the barrier. And so when you now invite them to Christ, they will come. They will come. And that's why the fruit of the Spirit is indispensable to reaching out to people, particularly in a time like this. It's not just about giving them gifts. It's about bringing the fruit of the Spirit, manifesting it so that their lives can be touched. Okay? And then faithfulness. Oh, what? There is nothing like faithfulness. You know that faithfulness now is becoming a corporate thing. Now, eh, 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 um, um, MBA schools are studying lo loyalty. Do you know why? Because they have found out that if you give loyalty, if you put loyalty against competence, they are going to choose loyalty. You know, I would rather take somebody who is not very efficient but who is loyal than take somebody who is very efficient who is not loyal. Yes. And loyalty is born of faithfulness. People who are so consistent. Okay? You, 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 you can trust them. You can depend on them. That if you say, my dear, at 6 o'clock, boil water and, and pour into this eba for me. Every 6 o'clock you come, your eba is a... It's, yes, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And when they see that consistency, and then one day you come and say, we're having one program in our church. Can you come? They say, ah, this type of person, I can come to your own. I can come to your own. Faithfulness is so necessary. Because you see, when you and I are not faithful, you, you, the work resumes at 8 o'clock. You come at 9.30. And not only do you come at 9.30, you sign 8 o'clock in the register. And all the people who sign uh, 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 before you warn them, now, why they sign at uh, 9 o'clock? So what, 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 what are the rest of us going to sign? Okay, if you want to sign 9 o'clock, wait for us to finish signing, and then come and uh, sign your own. Because no matter when we come, it's 8 o'clock. <laughs> you know, I've never seen something like that. Uh, uh, there was a man that came to, it was a driver, came to uh, to, to, you know, we're, we're looking for a driver. And, 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 I, and I, I say, how old are you? He said, I'm 35. He said, I, I thought they said you have retired from where, you know. He said, yes, but I'm still 35. <laughs> <clears throat> I said to him, okay, the, 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 okay, the age will not uh, determine whether I will give you the work. I just want to know your true age. He said, okay, Oga, I can read 45, <laughs> but I cannot pass that <laughs> I, the best I can do for you is to reach 45. But I cannot pass that one. <laughs> See, these are people you cannot depend on. They cannot tell you the, the truth. Yes, cannot tell you the truth. You know, how can somebody tell you that the best I can do for you <laughs> is to reach 45? <laughs> you see, faithfulness People who are dependable, they are honest. You don't have to question them. You don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to gainsay them, you know. And, and, and because of that, you can relax. 
you can relax. But when they are not faithful, you'll be saying, I, I don't know what, you know, the way they come to work, they may not be there. Okay, meet, meet me, uh, go to my office at 8. I beg, go 10, I beg. Because sometimes they come at 8, sometimes they come at uh, 9.30. Yes! They're not faithful. And then one day they bring tract. Oh God, we they do a revival in our church. <laughs> you look at them and say, please, try and come to work at uh, Eight. You need revival. Rev revive yourself for eight o'clock. <laughs> it is important for us to know that we need the fruit of the Spirit so that the gift of Christmas can be revealed to the world. And, and, and then meekness. You know, meekness is, is so powerful. You know, meekness is so powerful. Meekness is not weakness, because that's the mistake some people make. Meekness is strength with humility. Strength that doesn't throw its weight uh, around. Mm -mm. No, you're a master chef. You're a master chef. And then you come to church, say, and they say, oh, let us say, uh, uh, we have some visitors coming from international. We really need some to make a good dish. You are the master chef. But you don't push yourself. Okay? Somebody said, well, I can do it. It's okay. And they do it. It's not as nice. It's, it's not as good as what you can make. But you come here. You come there. You eat it with relish. And nobody knew that you can cook. Yes. You don't say, hmm. This is rubbish. Have you seen people like that? This is rubbish. Huh? Even when I close my eyes, I can produce this stuff. <laughs> I can produce something better. You know? They always want you to know that they are, particularly where they are good. You know? And even when they make it themselves, they don't want people to know they are the ones. You know, some people, when they, when they do something, uh-uh. You see some husbands, you know, they can cook very well. And every time they're having house guests, they're the ones that cook. Okay? So now he make, you make this dish, and the guests are like, wow, this is wonderful. Madam, I didn't know that you are such a wonderful cook. Wow, you are such an excellent cook. This food is delicious. The woman is grinning like a Christmas goat. <laughs> and the husband, too, is grinning. The woman is saying, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a wonderful dish indeed. <laughs> you know, speaking like Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> wonderful dish indeed. Yes, excellent, yes. But the man didn't say, Nami me kamo. <laughs> because you see, once he says that, he will deflate the woman. Meekness, you have strength, but you don't use it to oppress people. You know? You have great gifts. But you are not using it to oppress people. You are not using it to undermine them. You are not using it to belittle them. You just use it to serve them. You know? And nobody knows you are the one. You are not advertising your strength. You know? And this is how people embrace the faith. Because when they see that, they say, I need that in my life. I need that in my life. You see, Joseph 
Joseph brought in the last one. And without it, you know, you and I won't be here. If Joseph did not hold his passions, don't forget this a girl he loved and married. And yet they were in the same house for nine months. And the Bible says he did not uh, touch her. If Joseph didn't have self-control, where would you and I be today? So God is calling on us. Don't just let us carry bread and, and, and television and chairs to people. As good as that is, let us be sure that we have the real gift manifested as the fruit of the Spirit so that their lives can be what? Changed. We will not only feed their bodies, we will feed their souls and we will cause them to inherit new life. But you know that you cannot give out what you don't have. Yes. And that's why I say to believers, take a sheet of paper. Write down those ninefold fruit of the Spirit. Take them one by one and begin to ask yourself, is this here? Is this here? That love, you know, that love that, that doesn't keep count, that love that serves everyone, that love that is thinking about what will make you happy, you know. You know some people, they're not thinking about what will make you happy. In fact, they, they, they specialize themselves in making you, uh, eh, Say, but why can't you think for me now? Okay, this thing, if I do this thing, it will make you happy. If I do this one, it will make you happy. Because that's what love is. Be giving, doing the best thing for people. You know, always doing the best thing for them. As we bow our heads to pray, I want you to think about the fruit of the Spirit as a Christmas gift that you need to give someone. There may be people around you. There may be people that you meet at work. But you and I must have something to give to them. And you cannot give out what you don't have. So ask the Holy Spirit. Say to him, Spirit of the living God, touch my heart. I must produce fruit as a gift. Love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, faithfulness meekness, self-control. I must produce this. That's what Joseph brought to the table so that Christ can come and be a blessing to all of us. And we must bring such fruit to the table so that others may know Christ and be saved. But perhaps you have never really, really entered into union with Christ. You are still in your sin. All those sins are still plaguing you in your life. My brother, today, you can say to him, Lord Jesus, I need you in my heart. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. Come and reveal your fruits in my life. Come into my heart. What I have had so far is religion. I have not had the relationship that changes people's lives. I need that relationship today. Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and my Savior. Talk to God from your heart. He's listening 
to your heart. He is waiting for you to invite him into your life so that this Christmas you will receive from God his unsearchable and unspeakable gift. Someone here is praying and saying, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. I need a new life. I need a new life. And if you're that someone, I would like to pray with you. So wherever you are, just raise your hand. I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, raise it up. Raise it up to God. Yes, raise it up to God. Raise it up well. Raise it up to God. Wherever you are, raise up your hand. Wherever you are, raise up that hand to God. He wants you to be truly transformed this Christmas. He wants to give you his own gift. Raise up your hand to the Lord. Raise it up to the Lord. And if you had your hand raised, I want you to stand to your feet and come to me. Stand to your feet and come to me and let us pray together. Come. From wherever you are, come. If nobody has come to you, just stand up and come. And let us pray together. Come and let us pray together. Wherever you are, come. Come from wherever you are, come. Jesus is calling you. He wants to deposit his fruit inside your life by his spirit. So you can give them as gifts to other people. Yes, stand and come. Wherever you are, stand up and come. Stand up. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. This is Christmas. He wants to give you his own gift. The gift of his own life. And those of you who are here with me, put your right hand on your chest. Put your right hand on your chest. See, when I do that, it's my way of saying to God, I speak from my heart. I speak from my heart. I want you to say with me, Oh Lord my God, I ask you to please forgive me all my sins. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my heart now and be my Lord and be my Savior. Transform me by your Holy Spirit that my life may speak to my world everywhere I go. Thank you for saving me. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So transfer that your hand to your head. Transfer it to your head. But the Bible says in Galatians 4.19, My little children, of whom I travel again in birth, until Christ is formed in you. Let us pray for them, that Christ will be formed in them. That Jesus may live in their heart by faith. And the Holy Spirit will manifest the life of Christ through them. Holy Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for these, your children, that you have brought to yourself. Receive the glory in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, you have heard their confession. Forgive their sins, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Dear Lord Jesus, please come into their heart and be their Lord and their Savior. Every bondage of sin, every habit that has hindered them so far, I command broken now in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Father, whatever may be in their ancestry that is hindering them, I command severed now in the name of Jesus. I release them into the full liberty of God's children. Let old things pass away. Let all things become new. In the name of Jesus. Lord, write their names in the book of life. Make them pillars in the house of our God. That their lives may testify to the goodness of God everywhere they go. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. And all God's people said, Amen.